The Psychedologist. Time to wake up. It's time to go to school. Psychedelic summer school, that is. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Psychedelic Summer School. That's right. Psychedelic Summer School, we're offering you an education, just a mini, a mini education, little quick, week by week, 101, fast and dirty, like, here's what we think is the in and out of intention setting, for example, or set and setting, and maybe how to manipulate your set and setting. We're going to talk about harm reduction one week, what's cognitive liberty, testing your substances, holding space, what is holding space, and a whole host of other things like how psychedelics affect the brain, and little 101 tips on consciousness, essentially, for people who may be interested in psychedelic journeying. So thanks for joining us. Now, uh, take a seat, tune in, turn on, and drop in to Psychedelic Summer School. With the psychedologist. The psychedologist. That's me. And I'm joined by Maddie today. Say hi. Hello. And we're going to talk to you about some psychedelic preschool stuff. Psychedelic, like, daycare stuff. This is some basics today. General, mm, maybe something that you're thinking, oh, so you're thinking about taking psychedelics. This is what comes to mind for us that we think you should know. Is that right? Uh, So disclaimer, everyone is different. We don't know everything. We don't endorse, condone, facilitate, or promote using this stuff. But if you're going to, these are some important features that you might consider for your own safety, well-being, responsibility, to not be like a party foul. We will talk about questions you may ask yourself as you consider this type of experience, what you might expect before, during, and after, how to create and set intentions, what intentions are, a little bit about set and setting, and some pro tips, like leaving a note near your phone that says, do not call the police. So first of all, we're going to talk about, or you're going to talk about with yourself in an honest way, why are you doing psychedelics? It's a good place to start, right? Like, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to get my mind fucked? You might be doing them to open your mind. Maybe it's for healing, exploration, fun, or because everyone else is because Michael Pollan wrote a book on it. So I know that's why I take psychedelics. I'm like, Michael Pollan wrote about that? Oh my God. I do anything that man says. (laughs) So ask yourself, what brings me to this psychedelic table? Why am I interested in this particular substance? Or um, what's really leading up to this experience? Any more you want to say on that? But be careful because you could see that and it just says, call the police. So when, just to remember, with psychedelics, nothing is 100%. Highlight the do not if you do not want to do it, but you still might do it. All right. So I think we're ready to go into it, actually. I think, are you going to start us off, Maddie? Why are you doing psychedelics? Talk about what should the people ask themselves? Well, I think it's just, you know, the first thing is, you know, why am I doing this? Am I doing this just to have a new experience and open my mind? Or am I doing this for some sort of healing from a past trauma, depression, or any other, you know, reason that you would want to heal? 
Um, or if you just want to have some fun and you've heard that it can be inter- interesting and an you adventure, know, an adventure, something different, something stepping outside of your normal way of thinking. Or maybe it's a reason such as because everyone else is doing it or because uh, you heard about it on from Michael Pollan. Anytime that man recommends something, I always do it. Which you know, maybe psychedelics will change your mind on that. Maybe. <laughs> How to change your mind about Michael Pollan. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you want to do it to have fun, right? To yeah. feel something good. Yeah. Um, but with our next, you know, what to expect, you know, I think with psychedelics, you can never expect, you know, they always say expect nothing, even though it's an impossible thing to have zero expectations. But for every person and every time a person does, you know, journey with these things, it can be different. So, you know, you know, you might want to have a fun experience and it might be very intense and scary. So that's something to be aware of. Um, so what to expect? Uh, I think um, you really, you really, you can't, you can't expect anything. Um, you're going to have your expectations, but it's not the trip you want. It's the trip you need. And sometimes that's a very scary thing. It's hard to swallow. Yep. Yeah. And so when we say what to expect, I guess we're saying try not to have expectations, but here are some things that you might want to expect just in case. <laughs> right. So beforehand, you might feel nervous. You might change your mind about like, how much you want to take, right? Do you ever go through that? Do you want like, oh, I'm going to take more or I'm going to take less? Yeah, or even sometimes when I think that I'm, I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then when I comes to the time or the day before, I'm always like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And everything, my, my brain tries to think of so many reasons why not to do this. Some could be good. Some could be not, you know, useful, but it's doubt. I think there's always going to be some doubt. And, you know, if this is your first experience, you know, I think some things that you could feel, you know, especially, you know, is anxiety, on the, especially on the come up, you know? Yeah. After you take that. Well, actually, what it's I usually feel the most anxiety right before, and then I take a substance, and the anxiety kind of goes away for a minute. I'm like, oh, no, I should have done more. I should do more. <laughs> but, you know, it's, you, you got to go with, uh, I don't know, I guess with the plan. It's good to stick with a plan. Come up with something. You can even write it down. You can write down why you're doing this just to remind yourself if you get lost from that. And feel free to change your mind. Like if you decide it's not the right day, I would say that's okay. It's not yeah. the right day. Don't don't guilt yourself. Yeah. But so some of the some of the feelings you might feel are, you know, it could feel wonderful. This is during. Yeah, it could feel wonderful. It could feel euphoric. It could be, you know, you feel one with the universe. But then on the other side, you, you could feel in pain. You could feel very, a lot. you could have a lot of discomfort. Feeling one with the universe can be painful and scary too. Like it's not all perfection to have your ego dissolve and to be one with everything. There's a lot of pain in this world and a lot of confusing stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you could, you could have anxiety, you could have confusion, but like, you know, I feel sometimes like pain, like stomach discomfort, um, headache, headache. Uh, you know, your limbs feel weird, your body, you know, you feel altered and that can be disconcerting at sometimes. But then sometimes you could feel, you know, ple- like a very nice pleasure or... Um, Euphoria, you could be laughing a lot. Lots of laughter. Um, cry laugh, yeah, LSD cry laugh. You know, yeah, music sounds really good. Sometimes moving your body feels really good. Sometimes you don't feel like you can move at all and you're just like, you're stuck where you are. Mm. Yeah. You may want to walk barefoot. 
look out for that. I know people that hate being barefoot except when they're tripping. But also be careful where you're stepping, you know, because you could, you know. Step in shit. <laughs> or a rock. Um, you could, you know, obviously, you know, when you think of psychedelics, you think of seeing hallucinations or visuals. And you could see open-eyed or closed-eyed visuals. Things could be fuzzy, could be out of focus or more clear. Colors could be more vibrant. Um, sometimes you look at the ground and you normally you see green grass, but this you see rainbows. Mm, yeah. Things may look sparkly. There could be a grid. And looking at people can be very interesting. And sometimes that can be a real rabbit hole. Yeah. Sometimes they say, you know, if you go to the bathroom and I, I think, you know, more for experienced travelers, like if you go and go to the bathroom and you look in the mirror, don't look in the mirror, at least for the beginning, because sometimes you can look and you start morphing or, you know, it can be very intense to look at yourself in the mirror, even when you're not on psychedelics. That's true. That's very true. But then again, now that we've said that, everyone's going to be Ah, I want to look in the mirror. <laughs> right. Just be, you know, I mean, you, and you never know what's going to happen. It can, it, it really, it really, it varies. And then what goes up must come down. So we always come down and there's some things that you should look out for after too. Oh, but we should talk about dark places. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, and I've had, I've heard stories where people, you know, feel very much love and, and it's having, they're having the best trip ever, the best time of their life ever. And then it goes dark. Think, uh, yeah. Psychedelic so, detention. Yeah. Well, I mean, it brings up things inside that you didn't know were there or you did know that were there. It really varies, but you can go into some really, you know, dark places of, you know, in yourself or even just about the world because, you know, just as many good things as are in the world, there are some dark things. So you might be forced to see those and see the dark in yourself and, and see, you know, things, you know, like death or, uh, you know, fighting abuse, you know, all, all, you know, all different, you know, you if you, if you have trauma, you might go into that trauma that might intensify the trauma for the moment. Um, and it's like, when we say you're seeing your darkest side, it's not even as though you see a movie. It's not necessarily before your eyes. It's like you're in it. Like you're experiencing those sensations of <clears throat> fear, destruction, devastation, uh, birth too, right? Birth and creation. And it's like, you may not even know that you have a body. Yeah. And yeah, you know, forget who you are, forget who the people you are, you are around you are. Um, a lot of thing, a big thing too that happens with psychedelics is going into um, loops where you're you keep having the same thought over and over, and it's really hard to get out of that loop. Yeah, good loops, bad loops, return back to the same, and it can be very cathartic. And I've gone through many in my time, and it's uh, it's I think it's it's it, it can be important, but it can be very frustrating. Yeah, if you can see that you're in a loop, that's probably better. Yeah, but even sometimes you're in a loop, you're like, I'm in a loop, I'm in a loop, and then you just keep going back, and you can't, it's hard to get out, and it's just time. Time is, you know, in time you'll come out, but even time is, gets, you know, one minute could seem like five years, yep. or one minute could seem like Or seconds, a couple hours could seem you know, just like no time A at second, all. so it really, it really varies. Um. Well, so let's talk about after. So you can expect that you're... Well, I want to say just like that there's... It usually there's there's a come up, a peak, and then coming down. And so I think, you know, like the come up can be very anxiety and it feels weird. And then you get over this like hump and it kind of sometimes it... 
it feels a little better. It can come in waves. Waves. It, but then it gets to a point where it's like the peak. And sometimes that's like a really great thing. Sometimes it's a really dark thing. And then usually after the peak, which can last from like a couple minutes to an hour yeah. or more or less depending. And then you come down and, you know, you could, you could instantly feel normal. You can feel normal and then you go back into it. Mm-hmm. It really varies. Um, but sometimes, you know, you're coming down and... Um, it can be a more reflective time. Yeah. and But it can also be a little... Maybe, maybe you might start feeling uncomfortable then, restless in the body. Mm-hmm. in the in the But then also maybe very calm in the body. It, it really varies. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, when you're coming down, it's like, you know, it's... Um, yeah, time for reflection. Sometimes, like, maybe then it might be nice to, like, relax and, like, you know, lay down or... Something nurturing, something that makes you feel whole and taken care of. If you're, I feel like, you know, if you were maybe inside for the whole time, maybe going outside. Yeah. But if you were inside the whole... I mean, outside. If you were outside mm-hmm. the whole time, maybe going inside and laying down. That's a great idea. Yeah, I like to change rooms. I definitely like to go for a walk. Having a journal can be good to get some of these things down. Yeah, because a lot of times like you'll have all these really big insights and then you come down and you forget them all. So yeah, definitely having a notebook around is nice. It's another activity I like towards the end is to look over the notes that I wrote during it and try to make sense, like try to remember what happened. But some people won't be able to write notes as well. <laughs> some people like Leah can take notes any any time of day, anywhere. It's not my first time at psychedelic summer school. <laughs> but like sometimes like I try to draw and and I can't, it's a big mess. Your drawings are good. <laughs> no, you haven't seen the ones while I'm on psychedelics. I haven't? <laughs> no. <laughs> you hide those. What? Hide your drawings. No. <laughs> Yeah, and then I get a little bit energetic and manic sometimes um, after having a, an altered consciousness experience. I can <clears throat> like feel as though I don't need to sleep. Um, I can feel like I could accomplish anything. And during those times, I try to remind myself I'm not always going to feel like this. I shouldn't start a big project or something that I can't like commit to finishing if I don't have this same energy level. And then for me, I think most of the times I can't sleep because of you know the the altered state makes me, you know, it it makes it really hard to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, you know, you might need some things to help fall asleep, make you fall asleep. Yeah. Like melatonin can be good to have on hand. Yeah. Or some, you know, tea or, and just like, obviously planning ahead of time where it's not a good idea to, if you have work early in the morning, the next day, you know, because you might be staying up late just because you won't be able to fall asleep. Yeah. That's where knowing your substance becomes really important. Knowing the duration of action on the body and, um, that some substances last longer than others. Psilocybin is significantly shorter than LSD. But I feel like after both of them, I have trouble sleeping. Yeah, me too. of when, you know. I yeah. Know. So we should talk about music? Yeah, so I think um, I think music is, is a great tool to use because definitely when you're on psychedelics, it it is very much enhanced and it can shape the trip. Um, but also lack of music is really, really great too. And sometimes doing it in like silent darkness is, is a very, it's, a, it, I, I feel sometimes I can go deeper in that, in that realm, but then also in realms, you know, I listen to music and it's a very transformative experience. And certain times some music sounds great. And then sometimes other, you know, music, it sounds horrible. And yeah. even you might listen to one music, one song on on one during one trip and then you try to listen to it again the next trip and it's like, oh, this does not sound right. (laughs) Yeah. 
it's good to have a variety of music and playlists beforehand so you don't have to like flip through stuff during because it's sometimes hard. Yeah, you do not want to stare at the bright screens uh, nor have to w- operate a mouse or a touch screen. It's good to just have it cued and the, the music can really shape the trip. You know, it can feel as though the music is animating where your mind is going, what visions you're seeing. So be conscious of that. And I think classical is a great place to look to. If there's any sort of classical music you find intriguing or appealing, and I personally like electronic music like Random Rab and Emancipator, but it's good to experiment, especially if you haven't been in the trip space that much. So um, we talked a little bit about why we are doing this. You know, or like the questions like, oh, why, why are you going to be going on a psychedelic journey? And so I think the next, you know, thing is about intention and like, you know, and I think what's what your intention, but there's a thing, you know, of like intention setting is the thing in, in magic and the thing in just kind of different ways of life of just like before, even if you know what you're going to do in life, just like talking about it and like actually not, you know, talk talking through and setting a direct intention rather than just assuming, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You commit it to words and you, it can even help you to stay focused and anchored in what has brought you here, especially if shit gets real and it's tough. It's good to be grounded in your intention and to allow that whatever your intention is can be actualized in many different ways, definitely outside of what you'll expect. So another part of intention that I find helpful is teach me, help me, show me. Like Whatever you're looking for, maybe you can phrase it in such a way that it starts with teach me, help me, or show me. Like Help me understand this. And it can be very vague, can be incredibly vague, or it can be super specific. And I actually like to make really specific intentions and see how they, they still get actualized at some point. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think you can maybe even set two, one something, one intention that's specific and one that's more general to just cover your bases. And I think also it's like, it's during or after you don't really know why it went the way it did. And it might not seem that it was related to your intention, but then over time it might like, Oh, that it did, it did, it did have to do with my intention. And it's, you know, it's again, it's not the trip you want. It's the trip you need. Or as we say, trust the process, let go, be open, trust the process and know that, It's not as though you just have the duration of the trip to figure something out or to get something done. It's like the trip is one piece. It's a tool. And then you're working to integrate after and and figure out how when the dust settles, you can like change something in your life, maybe, or look at something differently. And I think it's, you know, it's life is very confusing and definitely psychedelics. It lets you um, see more information at once and it doesn't necessarily all get in there on a conscious level. I think it touches you on a subconscious level where even like, you're just like, ha, oh, I understand that. Even if you know what you're understanding, you just like, you get these kind of information. And so it's like, you, it, sometimes you can't solve it with your brain. It's just, you got to let it, let it go and, and just be like, Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and I like how you said you get, so much more information. You also get less information. There's like information that's typically in your awareness, things you're typically conscious of. And then you're suddenly like, they don't even matter. They don't even have any place there. And so just letting yourself experience it is mm-hmm. great. Um, so you might've heard the term set and setting. Um, what are the, what do those terms mean? Wait, when do we get snack time? 
Oh, there's no snack time here at this preschool. <laughs> this is a this is a this is an intensive preschool. Quick, gritty and dirty, as you said. <laughs> I think you put gritty in there, but I like it. So setting is where you're having this experience, and that includes everything about it, like the lighting. Are there going to be people around? Art, smells, sights, sounds physical sensations. Are you on a bunch of rocks? Are you lying on a bed of rocks? Yeah. Are you doing it inside or doing it outside? Are you doing it with one other person? Are you doing it alone? Are you doing it in a ceremonial space? Are you doing it with a bunch of people or at a festival or at a music show? Um, I think also with um, setting is like, you know, having the things you'll need ahead of time, like food, water, music, clothing, blankets, pillows, eye shades, art supplies, notebook, an altar or flowers or rocks to look at um, tea or cannabis sometimes for people who use cannabis for the come down. Um, so it really depends on where you are, if you're doing inside, you know, so all these things are to consider. And I think there are pros and cons to all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy doing them alone sometimes, but I wouldn't recommend doing it alone for your first time. Yeah. Yep. My first time was alone, but I, I'm an only child and I've spent a lot of time alone and it just was right for me. Like if you feel deep down in you that you just know something is right, it's good to trust that. But I didn't not tell other people I was doing it. I had people a phone call away that knew I was taking that trip. So yeah, it's another good thing, you know, let, you know, someone who you trust, um, know where you are, what you're doing, what you're taking. Uh, who's there or if you if if they're not there you know someone who you can trust and i think we're going to do another episode on how to be a good sitter or how to tell someone how to be a sitter for you but i think an important quality if someone is going to sit for you and they're not experienced with psychedelics is to have them listen to a podcast or two i don't know maybe go to psychedelic summer school or something (laughs) and just get a sense of what to do because the person with you can have a, a huge effect on your outcome and Ultimately, I think as a sitter, you're not supposed to really say much. Yeah. Just like hold space to keep the person safe. Oh, another episode. And then, and another thing too is like, don't just take our word for it. I think you should read read as much as you can about the, about these things. There's a good website that you might know called Arrowid, Arrowid.org, and they have thousands and thousands of different trip reports of different people's experience. So it's just nice to like know some of the the gamut of range of things to happen. So do your research, do your research, do your research. And on there, you're obviously learning about dose and what you're taking and how to do drug testing. We didn't emphasize that yet in this episode, but... That goes with set, right? Would you look at that? What is set? What are you going to take? Oh, for me, set means what are you bringing to the table? Like, where are you at? And it includes, are you physically healthy right now? How are you feeling emotionally? What's going on in your life? What has been coming up? Because your set is what's kind of within. Yeah, it's set, setting and dosage are the three like things I guess yeah. we're talking about now. Yeah. And I, but I think sometimes too, like sometimes people say, oh, don't do it if you're in a bad mood. Yeah. But I find like sometimes when I am feeling bad and I do psychedelics, it actually makes me in a better mood. But it really varies. Everyone's different. And these things are not something to take lightly. These are very, very powerful substances and they can do so many different things. So be careful. It's good if you, yeah, it's good if you can get prepared. Um, sometimes people observe a diet before, a dieta or some sort of cleansing, um, whether that's eliminating meat from your diet or drinking, you know, um, it's, 
definitely good to not be taking any other meds at the time. If you're already on meds, don't just taper off them so you can take a psychedelic, like being conscious of really being ready. And sometimes it takes a long time to be ready. Right? How long did you get ready for ayahuasca when you went? I mean, it took a while, but I was, you know, I worked with psychedelics before. Yeah. And, you know, it um, for years before. So I, you know, but, you know, you went to ayahuasca only having one trip under your belt before that. So, I mean, everyone's different. And yeah, you really, you know, you got to just trust yourself. Yeah. Um, trust yourself, trust the process. And, you know, and what are you going to take, you know, if you want to take, you know, LSD or psilocybin mushrooms or ayahuasca, read about these things, find out what, you know, what doses you want to take. I recommend starting small and then working up from there. Um, Is it like an empty stomach thing or do you want to have a meal before this? These things can vary based on the substance. Yes. Do your, do your research. And then lastly, we just have a couple pro tips or things to remember. One of them is that you're on drugs. You will come back. What this note says is, I always have dot, 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 asterisk. (laughs) I always have come back, dot, dot, dot. And the asterisk means that some people are permanently changed from their psychedelic experiences. And this is for a variety of reasons. Often it's relating to something on the psychiatric level. And if you have a history of psychosis, that might bring it up again. Um, I mean, I think, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I think a lot, like, some people say, oh, I took the psychedelic and I, I, you know, lost my mind or I went, you know, and I, I but I think that's something, I mean, something that is going to come up eventually if it's through a, through a traumatic experience or I don't think that if you, you know, you take a psychedelic, it can make you crazy or you feel like, I don't know. Those are gross oversimplifications of what's going on when someone is altered in like a permanent way after taking a substance. It's very complicated. And there's things like hallucinogen, persisting perceptive disorder. I might be messing up those P's, but HPPD, where people have actual alterations to their vision following a psychedelic. Yeah. But like I said, I've never had, I mean, I after using psychedelics, cannabis is a lot more psychedelic, mm-hmm. definitely, but I've never had hallucinations or visions afterwards. I've always come down. It might feel like you're never going to come down, but I always have. And it seems to be most people... Most I mean, of us come back. If you do, you know, too much of a substance, if you take, you know, a sheet of acid, you might not come back for a long time. But if you do, you know, but also everyone's body is different. And that's the thing is like sometimes some one person does an eighth of mushrooms and it doesn't affect them much. And sometimes they do it and it's they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Turn off your phone. Turn off your phone. We we have we are around phones too much anyways. And it's just. Uh, you know, I think it's a distraction and you're more apt to use it and look at it. And it's it's nice to just be in the moment. You could get a message that you don't want to see too. Okay. I think don't call the police or the paramedics unless you definitely know that you need, well, not the police, but the uh, paramedic, because sometimes you feel, you might feel that, oh, I feel like I'm dying or my heart's going to explode or, but it's just, you are tripping and you are, you know. So I don't think, you know, it's that's like the last, last, last. Uh, I don't know if that's the last, last, last. I mean, it depends. I mean, it's low on the list. I mean, it's, it, it's, it, it depends. I mean, like if you, if you start, I mean, even if, I don't know, like there's some people who pass out and it's like, but you might, 
because but that might because you haven't yet had a lot of food you know like i think this is where solid preparation comes in so that you can anchor yourself in the fact that you know you should be okay like you read about it you know that mushrooms don't cause people to have heart attacks but your heart may be beating fast and you can notice that now this is another reason that if you suspect something like that might happen you have a sitter someone there to be with you to take a look at you and say no you're actually physically you seem okay it's always your choice whether or not to call the paramedics or the police, but they may not be trained and equipped to handle someone in an altered state. And this can lead to further traumatization, more so than it might be if you're just able to get through the experience on your own. I definitely don't recommend calling the police ever. Yeah. They may not help you. So look, just to sum it up, so we can keep this short. There are ups and downs, just like in life. Trips have up and downs. Things are comfortable and uncomfortable. The best way to do it is to welcome it and to work with it and to ask what it can teach you. It's nice to have some supports in place, like people you can call and talk to. I know I've had some experiences where the next morning I was just like, I need to talk to someone. And just, just, to, just to say it, say what, you know, just to have a, another human contact after going through something experience, deep experience. Hopefully someone who can be not judgmental of you. Yeah, someone who's hopefully done psychedelics in the past. Um, or You could even go in a forum on Facebook that's like a psychedelic one and post about it. Yeah. The one thing I want to say is, Pro tip is, you know, when you're having a difficult experience is it's really hard. You're, we tend to fight it, but to try not to fight it, go to your awareness, go to your breath. Breathing, I think is Mm. super important. Take a deep breath right now. Yeah. And just, you know, going to your breath, going, you know, feel the ground, you know, maybe a mantra might help and, you know, let go, be open, trust the process. All right. Hope you took something away from that first installment of Psychedelic Summer School. We'll be coming at you with these every week, all summer long. And stay tuned for our conversations and interviews as well, uh, including special new program added called Who's Who in Psychedelics, where we feature a notable and perhaps lesser known than in the mainstream titles person in the psychedelic movement. School's out. Go play, children. Thanks for tuning in. To find more, you can check us out at thepsychedologist.com or find us on Facebook. Stay conscious, everyone.